What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And this is another edition of the Casey Crew. Welcome. Now, uh, we missed you guys last week. Yes. We were out there working and hustling and bustling. I was. Yes. Uh, my <laughs> video came out last week and uh, I was on the road promoting the video yeah. and doing what I had to do to make sure that video got out. So I wasn't around. So we missed last week. And we had a, a crazy week because not only did we do the video, we uh, did a huge drive for all the victims that were affected by the hurricane. Yes. Um, shout to High Hole Silver. High Hole Silver is a company that donated their 18-wheeler. Incredible. And their time. So they actually donated their 18-wheeler and said that they would take the goods to Houston for us. Yep. Which was amazing, all free. Yeah. And I'll tell you a quick story. He was actually, he purchased the 18 wheeler and he purchased the 18 wheeler for $1,500, mm-hmm. which was a steal of a price. Beyond. And he was so happy that he, he bought this, and I'm talking a huge 18 wheeler tractor trailer. Tractor trailer for mm-hmm. $1,500. So he said he wanted to pay it forward, meaning he just wanted to give back. So he was actually listening to Sway, shout to Sway in the morning. Mm-hmm. And he called Sway and said, Hey, Sway, I got this 18 wheeler, you know, um, Whatever I could do to help the people in Houston, I want to do. Right. So Sway gave him Bun B's wife's number. Bun B, a rapper from Houston, gave him his wife's number and he called Bun B's wife. Now, Bun B's wife uh, set it up to basically where we could have this trailer. Now, Bun B called me and said, Envy, my wife called me and said, we got this trailer and we could load this stuff up, but we need your help to pack it up. And I said, okay, let's do it. Now, he also called another friend of mine. His name is Mike from Packers. Now, Mike owns a sneaker store in New Jersey, actually a couple of sneaker stores in Jersey. So we put this play together. It was like a big triangle offense. And (laughs) we... I mean, it was so, it happened so fast. We got the permits from Teaneck, New Jersey. Shout out to Mike from Packers. He got the, 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 the permits. We, we set up this empty 18 wheeler in Teaneck, New Jersey. And I was just calling people, trying to text people, talking about it on air and social media with the, you know, with the help of uh, the Breakfast Club. And we packed that 18 wheeler up. Listen, oh my gosh. It was, so incredible to be out there and see all of the people that caught wind of this drive that we were doing for the hurricane relief and drove for hours. There were people that drove four hours to get there and they came with carloads of water, pampers, food, clothes, supplies, right. cleaning supplies, baby things, car seats, high chairs, things for elderly people. And it, the way that it worked essentially was the tractor trailer was parked. It was open and cars would just pull up. We would unload their vehicles and get all of the items in the truck. Correct. And It was happening at such a fast pace that we couldn't get the things out of the car into the truck fast enough. So right alongside, there was mounds of items and supplies. And we were out there until the evening after the drive was over, just loading up that truck. There were so many people that came out just to volunteer to help to get those items on the truck. And 
to those people as well, even more so because they were out there in the heat sweating and did not give up. People weren't just like, all right, you know, I'm gone. Even people that could come for half an hour to help pack up that truck or an hour, those people, we appreciate you. Anyone that gave items time or muscle work, we appreciate you. I was so filled with warmth and joy and happiness. The love that we felt that day was so incredible. Just seeing people coming together to give, to help, it just, it it really touched me. And not only that, you know, I mean, it was an event for 12 to 4, you know, We've never filled up a tractor trailer before. I mean, we didn't know who was going to be there. All I know is- How many people were going to turn out? I'm a DJ, so I do everything like (laughs) I'm promoting a party. So I promoted it like it was a party. Right. And we filled that tractor trailer up in an hour and a half. An hour and a half. And we had to turn people away because it was just so many things, so much stuff. You know, people were- uh, And I mean, this- truck was packed to the ceiling correct there were volunteers in there that were climbing up on cases of water the way that they set it up kind of like steps to get up to the top everything was filled to the ceiling right with stuff with stuff right it it was amazing i mean like i said it took an hour and a half to pack this thing up and you know we had to turn people around you know Mm because we just had too many things and there was a lot of people helping i I mean so many different people that came out there just to you know what e you know what guys let me help you there was one dude where he this was an amazing story the guy was from atlanta oh mm -hmm. he's from atlanta he flew up because he said i had a day off of work Mm -hmm. he said "I, i heard what you guys are doing on the radio and I just want to help. And he flew up from Atlanta just, just to help. Just for the day. Mm-hmm. Just for the day. Just to, to, to help with manpower to, to load that truck. And let me tell you, when we were talking about loading up this truck and getting all the supplies, I didn't calculate the manpower that was going to be needed to put to, needed. to pack that track up. Yeah. I was like, people going to drop off the stuff. It's going to be cool. That day when I got there, and I was like, wow, how the hell are we going to pack all this water? All <laughs> the these look supplies. on your face when we had to stop accepting donations because there was no, we were pretty much redirecting people to other local churches that were also accepting donations. And when the line finally stopped and Rashawn looked at it looked like a city of clothes and <laughs> of supplies clothes and items and supplies the look on his face was just like how are we gonna get this all on the truck and i'm like don't worry we'll do it yeah. it doesn't matter how long it takes it doesn't matter how many breaks we have to take if we're out here till midnight we're gonna get it all on the truck hopefully everybody else has the same mindset and they did. There were people out there. Some people had their kids. There was a little... Um, Tim, how, how old is his daughter? Um, She must be around six. Uh, six. Maybe he has six. one six and one that's about ten. Yeah, the, there was a little six-year-old that was... It didn't matter. She was grabbing one thing at a time. I don't know how many times she ran up that ramp right. just to put something on the truck. But it was just dope because Tim works for wow. AT&T. And he brought his AT&T crew out to help load up that truck. Yep. And Tim, I appreciate you. He had his daughter, like you said... Six years old. She was carrying, trying to carry cases of water. Listen. Like, we're going to help. And I was so <laughs> grateful. You know, there was all types of kids. Parents were bringing their kids out. We're like, look, I ain't going to lie. I can't. But this little boy or this young girl can. Mm-hmm. And, and Madison was out there. She you know, brought her friend Kaya. Gia was out there. And I mean, it was just, like I said, it felt really, really good to help people. You know, just people were coming by and just saying, you know, great job and, and, and keep pushing. And we got so many things, so many supplies and so many people. Uh, 
and hopefully yeah, by the time this podcast comes out the truck will be probably in Houston and a lot of people will be helped and it, it was simply simply amazing you yes know? yes so we're so great grateful and we had such a wonderful week as a result of it like the vibes that came off of that we've just been Really, really happy this week. Happier than than most weeks, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. And yeah, I, I feel and I, great. And I probably and you probably don't want to talk about this, but I am because I don't care. I want to say that I am grateful to you. Out of all the positivity that day and all the great energy, there was one person that tried to 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 ruin the mood. Rashawn. One person. Why would you even no, because talk about this that? This person pissed me off, and and, and in I, the midst of no, this I want to tell I want to tell everybody out there. Sorry, I, I don't get it. So there was one person from Plainfield, Man, New Jersey. Listen. I don't care. One person from Plainfield, New Jersey, was mad, saying I drove an hour and you guys are turning away my stuff. And 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 she was mad. It wasn't like she, you know, you guys are turning away my stuff. Is there something I can do? She was pissed off. Like I drove an hour and you guys are not taking my stuff and I'm a professional and I work with professional people. Everything that I have is next to new. And I, and I was thinking to myself, look, and I'm sorry for the French, but I was thinking to myself, look, motherfucker, we've been here since 11 a.m. And not just being nice and prim, just taking pictures and taking stuff out. No, we've been loading stuff on this truck. I'm dirty. I'm filthy. I I'm stink. sweating. <laughs> like, I stink. Like I've been putting we're manpower. Working. You talking like, about we're in, working? This isn't cute. You talking about an hour inconvenience? Mm. Yes, I understand. But I'm out here working, and you pissed off. So what? What? What is the real reason you're coming out here? Because the reason I'm out here is because I want to help people. Wow. I want to yeah, load up she. this truck and help people by any way, any means possible i'm trying to you know i couldn't ship stuff to houston so we got a truck a trucker that donated a truck and allowed us to pack ish up and send it to houston and you're complaining because you came kind of you know at the end of the event and we have no more room and you want to complain like and it, that's a, and it's have a problem, problem but it's a good problem to have right. i'm like are you are you we're, serious we're not complaining that we don't have enough donations that we can't send enough to houston the problem is that we have too much we have to figure out how to get everything on the truck and sit there and be concerned if everything's going to fit and if it doesn't fit, how are we going to get that stuff to Houston? That's the problem. But I was so happy to have that problem. No, it was a great problem. I was so happy to have that so, problem. So you want to beef and you want to art. And, and the thing that made it crazy in the ways that I th- I'm saying I'm thanking you because usually you would have cursed out in a second. But when I looked over <laughs> and I seen you calm and like, mm-hmm. yeah, well, there's nothing we can do at this time. And I'm sitting myself. I'm like, what the hell is Gary talking about? So I asked somebody he was like, oh, that lady's beefing because she drove and playing field. I said, She's she's beefing because of Plainville because she drove. When I'm out here smelling like a a a a a, a, a bag of hot garbage, a football, you were pretty funny. I'm smelling like a football locker room. I got uh, mud on my face. I haven't eaten all day. My back is my hurting. My forearms were so dirty. I went back and looked at some of the pictures. I'm like, my forearms are so dirty. And you're from beefing the over a driving and and I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, I'm not getting paid for but this. Here's the thing. This, this is this is everything out, out of our heart, and everybody was out there was doing things out the kindness of their own heart, and you want to come beef. I felt like saying, take your shit and get the fuck out of here. It wasn't just that she complained because, you know, I can understand maybe someone having a moment of irritation that they came to do something good and their things couldn't be accepted. 
I understand. But the things that she was saying were so off base and they were so self-centered. And like, you need to stop and take a moment and stop thinking about yourself and think about this event. Think about this drive and think about we what we all as a whole are trying to accomplish. And that accomplishment has been reached. Right. Like we are there. Right. So whether it's your stuff, your neighbor's stuff, the person in the next city's stuff, the stuff is being sent. There's water and supplies on this truck. And you should be like, great, congratulations. I'm happy for you guys. Right. But no, not only did she beef, she was beefing with me. Then when I finally thought it was resolved after 30 minutes of my time that she took away from me because she just wouldn't stop. Then she went over to another group of people and was beefing. Then she was by her car and beefing. Then she was with her friend and beefing. Then she came back and was beefing again. And finally, when I said, you know what? We'll take your things. Don't worry about it. I know that we're turning people away, but I don't want you to walk away from this event with a negative feeling or feeling badly. Let's walk over to your car and I'll take your things out and I'll make sure that it makes it on the truck. I don't care if I have to smush it in there myself. No, it's okay. I'll donate it to my local charities because I just don't think that this event is deserving. This I wish I wish I'd have heard that. I didn't even. I, I didn't tell you ninety percent of the things. I wish you would. I wish I'd have heard no, that. No, it's okay because I think that my things are 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 too good. I mean, most of the things are brand new or close to new, very gently used, and I'll just save it for somewhere else. You better than Don't me. Worry. You better than me because at that point I'd have said fuck you. And, and this I shit. felt like I had fire coming out of my ears, and all I could think to myself is composure, composure. Madison even came over and she gave her. Well, she tried to give her a sheet of paper with an address of, of a local church. And I said, and I could tell Madison thought that I was on the brink. So she came over to be like a little fire engine to put right. out the fire. And I just looked at Madison. I'm like, I'm okay. I'm good. I'm like, I I, I got it. I got all types of- She looked at me like, like she wanted to, like she looked at me like she wanted to snuff the lady herself. I got all types of sunburn. And when you talking about, uh, this isn't professional. What, 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 what the fuck is wrong? And the lady, like, wrong the with lady you? was with her friend. Oh, you know what she said that really bothered me? What? She was like, well, with the amount of reach that Envy has, I would think that you guys would have done the correct amount of research to realize what was going to happen today. And that one tractor trailer wasn't enough. That's, you should that's, that, that, that's ex- it was exactly at that point that Madison was like well mommy I brought over this sheet of paper <laughs> with the address of a local church that's going to accept donations that we can't and I just said Gia just take a moment this is such a good day and I do not want anything to damp- put a damper on it or to throw any negative vibes on it do not just keep your composure and continue to respond kindly. Continue I ain't to respond kindly. I've been looking on social media because I took a picture with her friend, right? Mm-hmm. Her friend was was nice. Her friend was very nice. And we took a picture with her friend. And I've been waiting for her pe- her friend to post a picture so I can find <laughs> you, her. You, see, this is the level of pettiness Yo, that no, you're I've been, I've been looking for her friend podcast. to post a picture so I can stalk her friend's page and find her. <laughs> Because I feel like she left without you me giving, awful. like without getting a piece of my mind. Like no, I really feel not, like she won. That's not what and that was about. When I don't she, care. When I, she I feel left, like she won. Madison was like, I can't believe that you were so calm. I said, Madison, look at what we're out here doing. No negativity today. I just, I, I feel like she won, and I, and I, and I just want to leave a comment on her page that says, "Fuck you and your shit." And I want to find out. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I want to find her page because I want to be petty. This is, I, see, this I will demonstrate some petty in, intervention right just, now. Because what I want to do is disallow you from doing that. When I find her page, I'm just going to tell everybody to leave the shit emoji all over her page. You're the worst for, for like sure. all you for like five days straight. Just leave the shit emoji to the point where she has to turn she her comments so off. Self absorbed, and, and she just wants awful. to be upset. You know, I just don't like that. Like it it's was a positive awful. event. What? Uh, you should have done what research what research do you suggest that we could have done to predict how many people would have actually showed up today and how many things those people would have actually brought right it could have been a case where the truck wasn't filled up at all right it could have been been a case where we might have needed three tractor there's no amount we got out there and we did the best that we could and the best was accomplished. Like that was accomplished. I was just. Uh, it, it was accomplished. She was so self-centered. And I'm like, what? I, I wish I would have heard it earlier. Research. I'm in, that, I'm in that truck. My back is hurting. I'm looking so at all the stuff. To know. I'm looking Crazy. at all that stuff. Like, what the hell are we going to do with all this stuff? And you want to talk about a couple of bags because you drove and your, your couple of bags of clothes that we couldn't fit on the truck. I've been here since 11 o'clock. You know, ordering pizza for the workers. You know, having the you know top pop out soda company oh, come on down. Thank, and, we have to thank and bring sodas and buying emp- empanadas and beef patties and 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 there was people coming by just say, "Yo, e, you know, I can't help manpower, but let me order two boxes of pizza." There was a guy that just ordered, I think, three pies of pizza just here. Eat it like it. It, it was right, and there were people that said, I, "There's nothing that I can donate, but." I'm going to give back in manpower. Right. And, the, and the exact opposite. What's, what's homie with the chain with the braids? Did the chain say party on it? No, I don't know. Remember the, oh. the big dude with the with the uh, colorful dreads? He had colorful braids. Mm-hmm. He had like a big chain on. Oh, I didn't notice I the think chain. I don't know. It was big. I think it said party. Well, he was there. And let me tell you something. The guys that was helping us load the truck. These weren't like. They weren't in Bodybuilders. Bodybuilders. <laughs> Like these were just regular dudes, some overweight, and they were struggling it out with me. Like we, they were, they were toughing it out. They like were toughing they it were out. Just they, and they never stopped. And they didn't stop from eleven to seven. Did not stop. Did mm-hmm. not take a break. And it was Sunday, so I'm I'm sure they would have been better off watching uh, football. They didn't stop. They were mm-hmm. out there like yo e you out here. I'm out here. Let's go. And I, and I didn't know them. That was the dope thing about it. I didn't know them. Yeah, these weren't like our friends Mm-mm. or you know anybody like. Like that, it was. These were strangers, people that came out to volunteer, but we were out there acting like family. Absolutely, you know, acting like family, and it's so easy. Like, all right, well, I'm done. I'm tired. I'm hungry. I'm leaving. No, these people. I, I don't even know what time we left. Right. You know, we left in the evening. You know, and we stopped. We stopped taking donations at what time? Uh, it started at twelve one thirty. Two o'clock. Yeah, about no, it was actually a little after two, like maybe two fifteen. Mm-hmm. Now that I remember, two fifteen, two twenty, right. and we were out there for hours and hours and hours. So, you know, the guy from Packers, the people from Top Pop, everybody that came out, thank you, thank you, high old silver, thank yes, you, transportation, thank you. Thank you yes. That guy. Oh, I just want to say one more thing because I'd be remiss if I didn't mention. There was um, a guy out there. Now, who who was he exactly? Because Nick was the guy from Hi Ho Silver that donated the truck, right? And then the older gentleman Andy, that brought his, his wife—that's his dad. That was Nick's dad. That was Nick's dad. This guy came out there, and I mean, you can just you can see where people 
get their ways from. And Nick was out there with his father and I had a moment to talk to his father. Uh-huh. And one, actually the reason why I spoke to him, because we were so busy, um, by the time that we closed the truck, so the latches are closed and everything, I saw two boxes that didn't make it on the truck. Uh-huh. And I was so excited for these two boxes because there was these two gentlemen that came three times. They pulled up three times. They brought things. They left. They came back again because they packed their car up with more things. I'm guessing that they were local. But I'm assuming that they might have had a clothing business or something. Okay. And they brought all new merchandise. So all of these shirts were folded and still in the plastic packages with the cardboard. So it was items like brand new Tommy Hilfiger rugbies and things of that nature. Right, right, right. And when they came, I was so excited because I'm like, wow, these are new clothes. These aren't gently worn. You know, people don't have to worry about whether they're getting clothes that have stains or, you know, that are old or anything like that. I was so excited. And I was going down the line of people to greet them and let them know that we weren't taking any more donations because I didn't want them to just be turned away by, you know, the police that were down there. Correct. I just wanted to kind of touch the people and, you know, give them a better explanation, not just we're not accepting any more donations, you know? Right. So when I came back, I realized that the, these two boxes didn't make it on on the truck and I told I told you and you were like, well, babe, there's nothing we can do. I said, I don't care if we have to ship these ourselves, but these boxes have to make it down there. I ain't gonna lie. I was thinking, bitch, it's 745. <laughs> we loaded up this truck. There's no way I'm opening up. And, and let me tell you guys, another problem we had was we loaded up the truck and we couldn't close the door. Right. Mm-hmm. So we had to unload some of the truck, close the door, and then load the truck back up. Then when we finally get the door closed, you say, babe, we gotta put this one box back. I'm Two like, boxes. I'm mm-hmm. like, fuck you and this box. I'm going like I'm starving. I'm gonna tie it. I'm gonna sleep. Hurt my heart. You were like, well, there's nothing we could do. You gotta take it up with them. So she pointed to the drivers, right? Because I said, well, maybe there's a seat or a passenger seat. I don't know how many people are actually driving it down. If it's one driver, that maybe they could just throw it on the seat. You're like, go figure it out. I was like, ill. But <laughs> I was done. I was like, ill. Okay, so I go to the driver and I guess, you know, maybe it was going to be two or three people driving it down or whatever. And I said, listen, of all the things that made it on this truck, I didn't really have the opportunity to see the clothing itself. I said, but these two boxes are brand new and it would hurt my heart to know that it didn't make it down there and that somebody wasn't getting these clothes. Right. And I said, is there anything that you can do? So they said, well, let me see what you're talking about. They wanted to see if it was worth it, you know? Correct. So they came over. I showed them the boxes. I'm like, look at all this new stuff. And you said his name is Andy, did you say? I believe his dad's name was Andy. His dad's name was Andy. Um, He said, well, you know what? Um, We're going to see what we can do. So then the driver said, you know what? I'll just put it in my bunk or my bunker, my bunk. A bunk, yeah. They have a bed in the back of that I guess that's where they they sleep. Right. And he said, even if I have to, you know, take everything out of the boxes and just put it there and then unload it when we get there, that's what what I'll do. I said, thank you so much. And then the guy, Andy, he was like, you know what? 
you're kind of like me. You know, you have a big heart like me. Is there anything else that you really want to make it on this truck? Because then maybe, you know, I'll figure out a way to fit it or or something. I said, all right, well, if you take a walk over here, there's this stroller, there's this, this, there's this, that. And I said, these are good things. There was um, somebody brought a lot of honey, like a whole lot of like new cases of honey. Correct. I said, this has to make it on or else I'm going to send it. And he was like, all right, you know, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. So I got to talk to him and... And he was injured years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, He was doing another hurricane relief years ago. Um, I don't remember what state, but he was injured very badly. Mm -hmm. And he was um, in a body cast for 17 months. Wow. So he described himself as a cripple. And he was out there still helping. He said, you know, it took me a long time to, you know, get things on the truck or to do this or to do that. But I just wanted to help. And I'm like, wow, that's where your son gets it from. Then he went on to tell me about his wife who came out there and was sitting behind the truck. I don't know if you had a chance to meet her, but she has cancer. She has lung cancer and some other forms of cancer because it spread. And she was out there. Right. You know, and you just look at people like that. And I'm like, wow. That's why your son is so great. Right. You know, and it just it's 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 important for us to have inspiration in this world because sometimes it's so easy to get caught up in our own ways and in our own needs and to look inward and not look outward. And when you're around people, you get to to experience people that are always looking outward and always thinking, well, what can I do or how can I help? It inspires you. And if you're already that sort of person, it just fuels you to do more. So I left with a very, very good feeling just having had had the opportunity to meet him, his wife, and his son. Well, not only that, and the the dope thing about it is, you know, that morning his truck broke down. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. The guy who was donating the truck. Now, you know, if you know anything about trucks, and I'm sure you don't because I didn't know anything about a truck. Well, I I mean, you do know this part, but there was an 18-wheeler, the bed, right? That I guess they call it the bed, which is just the empty track the trailer the container the huge the container and then there's the actual truck that drives it well his truck broke down that morning right and had to be fixed so he wasn't going to make it so he called a friend of his and was like hey right i know you have another job but we're doing this can we borrow your right. truck and mm-hmm. he brought his own truck so mm-hmm. he was he was he, we were going to get there regardless mm-hmm. so hopefully i mean he's probably he's probably on the road right now the truck might not have got there as of yet but i just want to say thank you to high hole silver now their main business is they you know they uh take cars up and down the highway that's take, their main goal that's you, their main take job cars up and down like, the they transport cars like from new york to miami you know or they that's what they really do like old people that are moving to miami or that go to miami oh, for the okay. winter mm-hmm. they transport their cars to miami that's mm-hmm. their main business Oh, okay. so, they, so their know, business is called Hi Ho Silver, right? Okay, so mm-hmm. they, you know, they took a week off of transporting cars to do this for people. Incredible. So thank you. Now, um, last week before we closed out the show, not even last week, two weeks Three ago, weeks ago. Mm-hmm. before we closed out the show, we were talking about eating healthy and and just living a healthy uh, lifestyle. Um. Yes. 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 And um, that's why I wanted to 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 start today. Okay. Um. You know, we we both made a pledge and we said we were going to eat and uh, consume healthier products. Um, Okay. Yep. I said it was a consideration. I wanted to explore that a little bit more with you. Right. I wanted to see what you thought. Um, I started, uh, I'll say a couple of weeks ago, I I tried the vegan thing. Is it vegan? 
Mm-hmm. I, I tried the vegan thing. Um, I, I never know if it's vegan or what's the other one? Vegetarian. Or vegetarian. I don't know which uh-huh. one it was. I said, I'm not going to eat meat. I'm just going to eat vegetables and fish. That's what I said. That's what you said. I did it for about 10, 15 days. Did you do it? I feel like that's an exaggeration. I did it for about 15 days. You didn't just eat fish for 15 days. I sure did. Mm-hmm. I sure did. It was All I had was salmon and tuna and shrimp. And okay. Lo- and lobster tails. Well, that's not vegan. I don't know just what it so is. You know, but I just tried to eat. I just wanted to be more healthier. <laughs> okay. And I couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't want to. You know, try to categorize whatever our aspiration is. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't want to be in a box of vegetarian or vegan. I'm not even saying that we're doing that. I'm saying that we need to have the conversation of how we want to eat better and how we want to introduce those habits to our children. Right. Because we both have had a lifetime of eating whatever. Right. And when I say whatever, I mean just, you know, indulging and not having any boundaries or anything when it comes to food, what time you eat, or essentially it really is the quality of food. Right. I like food that's good. Right. We you do. know. But we I, also we, we also indulge in fast food sometimes because we're yeah. always on a run and sometimes that's the easy thing to do. And not really for the kids though, but more so for us. Right. Yeah. So we said that that's one thing that we're gonna definitely cut out fast food we're oh, hold on well you might have thought that we haven't talked about this so is that something that absolutely you want to do yeah i, I completely really completely cut out fast food right i mean I, i've already been on that wave where i i try not to eat fast food like fast food has to be the last option i'm starving there's nothing open i have to eat this because i'm gonna pass out and die that's the only reason i'm gonna have fast food <laughs> okay you know, so fast food has pretty much been out my diet. Um, but now it's just a matter of of see. My problem is I'm a sweet guy. Mm-hmm. You you are. Mm-hmm. I love you love you a cookie. I love me chocolate chip cookies. Yes, I love trolleys. Which trolleys? Is the, I think trolleys. I don't know. The sour worms are amazing. <laughs> they I lo- are good. I love chuckles. You Those hate chuckles. Awful. You and hate I chuckle. hate the way your breath smells after you eat a chuckle. I it know. is awful. Well, I love chuckles. So those are the things that I said I'm going to cut out and I want I try to make sure that there's no candy in the house anymore. You know, so the kids are not eating candy. You know, we try to reward the kids with something that's a little healthier that tastes a lot better now. Mm-hmm. When, when the kids do something like when, when Jackson goes to the potty, instead of giving him a, a piece of candy, we try to give him something a little healthier that, you know, just just lives a healthier lifestyle. Of course, we not we can't get rid of everything. And I would love to at one point. But mm-hmm. I think for us, especially if we want to live a lot longer, we want to live a lot healthier. Yes. I think these are the things that we need to do. Well, I'm really concerned about you because you work so hard and... You know, I worry about you when it comes to ulcers and just the effects that stress might have on you because you sleep so rarely. I mean, we've talked about this before, but uh-huh. you you might only get about three hours of sleep a night on average, occasionally four, but it's really about three hours a night. And I worry about you. So I think about ways that we can try to improve your health. So I try to encourage you to go to the doctor. When I try to get you to go to the urologist, you always complain. But I try I try to do things like that. And now I think that we can try to prolong our lives and be healthier by eating better, which isn't, to be honest with you, that's not something that I'd ever really considered Correct. in my life. I never really thought about food and, you know, whatnot, because... 
people are usually motivated by, you know, their body. You know, if my body is a certain way, then maybe I need to. But no, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Even if you are fit and in shape and toned and whatnot, what I've realized is that we have to take care of our insides and it improves the quality of our lives. So a lot of friends of mine have been talking about something that came out called What the Health? And I'm scared to watch it. I'm scared to watch yeah, it. Yeah, I watched a clip of it. And, and Did I you watch stopped. a clip of it? You yeah, didn't tell me when. I mean, every time I go to the barbershop, uh, shout to Jose. He plays something new that he's into. And now he, <laughs> he's a vegan, so he played a little bit of it. And it shows mm-hmm. the process of, of how, you know, they uh, prepare food, whether it's it's catching the fish or it's, uh, you know, I guess it's herding the chicken. Is that what it's called? I don't, I don't think know. it's called that. Well, getting the chicken people together. Know what you, people, yeah, people know you're talking about. Getting the chicken about. together and kill them, killing them. <laughs> okay. And they just talk about, you know, all the, the extra stuff they put in the, the chicken to fatten the chicken up and all the stuff that they do to the, to, to get the fish and, and keep the fish going and, and how these things could possibly cause cancer. It's a lot. It got to the point where I was like, I don't really want to see this right now. Well. Because I'm not ready to give it up. The feedback that I've gotten is that it's very dramatic. Mm-hmm. And it is a way for people to learn the process in, in, like you said, catching, like obtaining the animals and what they go through and the preparation right. for food that's not healthy for you. But I heard that it's kind of, well, people's take is that it's very sensationalized, mm. but that the message, the overall message is is there right but i'm scared to watch it because i've heard that people <laughs> across the country are watching it and going vegan right as a result they only last a vegan for like a week though because it's hard it's difficult well, well i don't know i heard that there are people that are you know very successful as at it and jose it's funny he came to the house one day when he right at the onset of him going vegan okay and he was so and it was i think it was because he watched what the health because he was one of the people that shared some feedback with me Mm -hmm. and he told me that after one week of going vegan and these these were his words that his mental is so clear really yes he said i feel i feel so much better inside and i feel as though those vibes are coming out of my body Mm. my life is better just after one week of eating differently right and he said i feel more spiritual i feel enlightened i feel higher and i said really just because of what you're eating and he said, yeah. And, you know, I've talk, like I said, I've talked to a few other people and people are having um, similar reactions to going vegan. Um, our best friend, Rashid, is vegan. Correct. I mean, he's, he's hella difficult to eat with, but <laughs> but he's vegan. And he said the same thing. He said, I feel better. I feel inside as though I'm going to live longer. Correct. So it made it makes me absolutely want to watch it even though I was scared of doing so so I'd like to watch the entire thing with you this week if you'll watch it with me and then we can share our personal feedback with people because it's a thing now like this this um I don't even know what it is is it is it a documentary is it a mu- is it a movie like what is it I think it's a documentary 
Okay. He's a documentary based on just health and things. Okay. So whatever it is has really gotten to people. So I want to see what it's all about. Even if we don't take on those exact practices, eating practices in our home, I want to be educated as to what it is. Correct. So you're going to watch it with me this week? Yeah, I'll watch it with you. Okay. So, so based on us talking about eating healthier, how do you think we should, you know, have our family and conduct that in our house? Well, I think that it starts young. So with Mm -hmm. the babies, I think that'll be um, something easier to take on. With Madison and Logan, I think it'll be a lot more difficult, Mm -hmm. but I think it's like a weaning process. I I don't have any intention of becoming vegan or or a vegetarian. I'm not saying that after watching this, that won't happen. But at this very moment, during this conversation, I don't I, I can't see that for me. Can you possibly see that for you? Me giving up vegan. meat? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's you easy can for see me. yourself giving up meat. When you all right, well, first is do they, do you consider seafood meat? Um, vegetarians and vegans. See, that's what I'm. That's what I was I'm not giving to up earlier I, I, when, it's, I mean, when it's when I was talking about being put in a box. Pause, pause, eat. pause. I can't. Vegans don't eat anything that comes from animals, so they don't eat eggs. They don't eat cheese. Nothing that is a byproduct of an animal I can do it I just need a definition of like all the vegan products because I be eating stuff sometimes I'm like well you know that came that came that has egg in it and egg came from this and I'm like look I, I ain't got time to be figuring all this stuff out just give me something green and, and a, a piece of shrimp well let's start with this this can you see yourself giving up meat and seafood no okay so maybe just meat I, I could do meat you can see yourself giving up steak and chicken yes really Mm-hmm. For a lifetime, I don't. I, I don't know for a lifetime. I mean, I could do it for a little See, bit. See, this is my thing. You, you're very wishy washy with things. I am because you. I, you, you I might, and I know that if you give me the ability to be wishy washy, like one toe in, one toe out. Like I either have to be all in or all out because if not, then I give myself to myself too many allowances and my goal isn't reached. That chicken satay be good, be. <laughs> I'm not even gonna sit here and lie. That chicken satay be good, be, and sometimes the steak be good. Like and, and like I said, I'm not trying to give it all up. I just want to cut it down. You know, I'm not gonna sit there and be like I'm Mister Healthy. No, I just want to cut it down a little bit and stop eating as much because we eat a lot mm. of meat and we overdo it. Like when we go out, <clears throat> if you ever go out with us to dinner or lunch or breakfast, we over order. We order. Six appetizers, two entrees, three sides, all types of stuff. You don't care that I'm choking to death. It's okay. No, you was good. I was watching you. (laughs) We order all that food, and it just be me and you. Yeah, I yeah, we're we're serious. And then and then we take it home, and then the next day we wake up in the morning and eat it again. And it's breakfast. Like that's what we do, you know. And like. It doesn't matter where where we're at. Like the other day, we were at TGI Fridays. Now this is the first time we've been to TGI Fridays in a long like, like time, ten years, right? right? So we went to TGI Fridays, and it's a whole new menu, and we didn't know what to order. So what did we do? We ordered the chicken and Cajun, chicken and shrimp Cajun pasta. We ordered, <laughs> we ordered what kind of soup was that? 
Um, broccoli cheddar. You offered broccoli cheddar. Then you ordered uh, a steak. I ordered a steak. With Parmesan I ordered cheese. ribs. You ordered ribs. Then the you Jack ordered Jack Daniels ribs. Then you ordered uh, just regular broccoli with cheese. I ordered the shrimp Fridays. Mm-hmm. And there was one other thing we ordered. I there can't was something remember. something else. Um, the steak came with mashed potatoes. I ordered a side of. But just, I ordered. Oh, you ordered shrimp Fridays. Fried uh, yeah, shrimp, yeah, shrimp with shrimp Fridays. French fries. Yes, but it was just me and you. <laughs> it was just me and you but I thought that we were real light at Fridays because usually when we go out to eat we order like it'll just be the two of us and we'll order maybe like five or six appetizers because we just want to try everything and you, then an entree each right we just yeah. want to try everything and, and for us I we just never... love that you're so okay with that yeah, I, just, we sh- I love that we mesh where that's concerned because I think most other people would look at you sideways yeah. but I might only take three or four bites of that but I want it right but one thing about me is you know I don't one thing that I can't do is waste food right I don't know why it's not even necessarily that I was raised that way some people are raised that way and you know my parents would be fine if I left food on the plate but I was never okay leaving food on a plate right and you know it's like you always hear ever since you're little oh what about all the starving kids in Africa you know everybody's heard that and I I really kind of had that in my mind you know if I waste food that could be food on someone else's plate I ain't thinking that deep now no I'm, but honestly but you notice I'm, I never waste food I'm just like if I waste food my mother be mad I ain't thinking and about I, starving mm-mm. kids anywhere and you especially earlier in our relationship would be so embarrassed when the waiter would come and you know like well can we pack anything up for you and I'd be like well pack up everything and you would just look at me as though I, I disappointed you. Correct. Like I just embarrassed you because Correct. I'm taking leftovers. But over the years, you've gotten with the program. Absolutely. But I take my leftovers home and the next morning, that's what I eat for breakfast. If I had a ribeye for dinner last night and it was, you know, too many ounces, next morning for breakfast, I'm heating it up and that's what I'm eating at 8 a.m. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. But going back to the health part, how can we change With the our kids? lifestyle and our family so that the kids are eating healthy? Because people are like, well, what can I do? Like, how? What, what, what are you guys doing? I tell you what we're going to do. We're going to watch it this week and then we're going to make a plan, a solid plan that we can agree on. And that can either be a weaning off process, which I think it's going to have to be. Um, and if it is, It'll end with an ultimate goal. So when we're done weaning, we want to end up here. But we can't really make a decision because a decision is based on the motivation. And I need to see what our motivation is. I need to see what this video has to offer. And then I need to get on my Google kick and and learn a little bit more. I never really had too much motivation to learn about healthy food. For me, if it tastes good and we love it and our kids love it and we enjoy eating it, that was good enough. Okay. So let's let's do that. I don't want to commit to anything right now during this conversation, but let's do that. And I encourage people to do the same. You know, um, lately I've been thinking about becoming self-actualized. And mm-hmm. I remember um, being in college, Psychology 101, we learned about a term called self-actualization. And... That pretty much, and let me see if I can remember the definition as close to what it is as possible, but it, it it's basically stemmed on people's internal motivation okay. and what drives them. And it's pretty much rooted in the idea that people are driven to be the best that they can be mm-hmm. creatively, spiritually, and 
as far as having some type of contribution to society. And once those needs are met, and you know, it's funny, none of those things are driven by money per se, because that's Typically, when you think about motivation, uh-huh. most people's motivation is success because success is usually determined by how much money you're able to make, how successful you can be, what career you choose that's going to enable you to earn more money to take care of yourself and your family. And that's not necessarily what self-actualization is. It can lead to that. But I, the way that I took it was more of an internal thing to be the best that you can be. And for me, um, after doing some self-reflection and whatnot in recent years, mm-hmm. my motivation is to contribute to society okay. in whatever ways that I can. And that's something that I want to sit down and talk to the kids with because I want them to be motivated by the same. And if I'm going to be the best person that I can be, it's going to be in every facet of life. Mm -hmm. I don't want to leave anything behind. So that's really where this conversation about food and health and where this newfound interest is lying for okay. me. And, you know, before I've never been interested in working out. And, you know, we joke about it and everything. Mm-hmm. But now I want to work out. That's great. Um, when people work out and they're more healthy and, you know, the endorphins, whatever you're giving off when when you work out. It makes you feel better. And I think that there is a spiritual connection probably to working out. And, okay. You know, a lot of people say, oh, like I know some runners and they say, you know, when I run in the morning, I feel so much better. Mm-hmm. I feel lighter. I feel like I'm ready to take on the world. So I think that, you know, there's a certain spirituality that's connected to that. So I want to experience that myself. I want to be on a path now to being the best human being that I can be physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally and everything else and that starts somewhere and I feel like I've been on the path in other ways but I want to be on the path with my body and my health now gotcha well we can do that we can start working out and start eating healthy we'll watch what the health and then we'll analyze it break it down and 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 get a game plan okay and then I want to grab some snacks and have the kids pile up in the bed and I want to have that conversation with them the older ones obviously healthy snacks not just no no not just about food just about life Okay. I, like I, I want to use this as like a teaching moment for okay. them, you know. All right. Well, we don't have much time, so we have to get to one email. Let's let you know something, guys. Right now, let me look at my phone. It is four fifteen in the morning, right, on Wednesday, and we woke up to do this podcast. Absolutely, it's been such a busy week, and I literally had to drag this boy out of bed to come down here right. <laughs> and, and do this podcast. And he was like, you know, we can put it out later on in the day. I'm like, listen, you need we need to get up early and we need to do it before you leave to do the Breakfast Club because I really, really want to get it out. So that's why he's referring to the time where we're really kind of close with time today. Right. So and what we'll do for next week, uh, uh, there's a lot of emails. We just answer all emails last week. We get it next, next week. week. Well, we, we, get can, a lot we can of start with our progress, like what, you know, the discussion that we had about, you know, health and, and our eating. And then we could go straight into emails next week. Right. And the email is the Casey crew at gmail.com. That's T-H-E-E-K-C crew at gmail.com right now this is uh the last question and then we'll uh get up out of here i gotta get to work okay all right um hey casey crew hope all is well i listen to the podcast every week i made a huge mistake recently i'm married for a year and my wife is pregnant 
I cheated on my pregnant wife and was secretly taped. Well, the tape was released and I don't know what I should do. What? Rashawn, man, get out of here. What? Get out of here with that email. What? <laughs> You're so ridiculous. What? You are so ridiculous. It's signed anonymous. Rashawn, you better go and find another email. I'm seriously. I, I want to talk. Don't co- we don't typically cover celebrity No, we don't do celebrity. News but or I want, celebrity I want to, gossip I know, or anything like that. So That says anonymous. So, <laughs> so, But let me ask you a question, right? Okay. Uh, everybody knows we're talking about Kevin Hart, right? And Kevin Hart recently allegedly got caught cheating on his pregnant wife. If you were Kevin Hart. Mm-hmm. Or better yet, if you were his wife, what would you expect Kevin Hart to do right now? And what would you want him to do? Because I was thinking about if I was Kevin Hart, what would you do? What would I do? Yes. If Now you're Kevin Hart. What do you do in this position, this situation? Um, are we considering what he's already done? No, just what? And now at this point? No, just what he, would he do? He put out. He cheated. And he was taped and now his back against the wall. Now somebody's trying to sell the tape for millions and millions of dollars. What do you do? Um, that's not really a fair question because Why? because we don't know what's going on behind closed doors in their house. He may have done exactly what well, the only thing that I think he could have done, hopefully, he informed his wife before the threat of the tape came out. Because if he only informed her once the woman chose to extort him, then that would be very disappointing to know as a wife. Okay, so you're only telling me, you're only sharing this information with me because you know that there's a threat that it's going to come out regardless. And now you're trying to get ahead of it as far as your relationship with me, not just ahead of it publicly, but this is the only reason why you're sharing the information with me. That's a disappointing. Um, I mean, but- it, it is disappointing, but you, but you got to understand for, for men who cheat, they're not going to, most people, I would say, they're not going to cheat and be like, I feel bad. I have to tell my wife. Then nobody's going to do that. Most people, I'm not even saying, not, not everybody, most people wouldn't want to do that because you wouldn't want to cause that conflict. You know, yeah, yeah, you could feel sorry and, and you could feel like a piece of shit, but it's like, you know, most people would be like, I don't want to say anything. And the reason I don't want to say anything is because I don't want to create something. Yes, I'm sorry. I apologize. I would never do it again, but hopefully let's leave it at that. So nobody, I don't think most people would come out. Most I, people would confess without a direct Without confess motivation. without direct threat. Mm-hmm. Or a direct, uh, possibly getting caught, but but as the person being cheated on, you have to acknowledge that that's a major disappointment. It would be a major disappointment. Yes. So because someone you feel is like trying to extort you, correct, you have no choice but to tell me, correct, at this point because I'm going to find out anyway. That's um a tough set of circumstances to learn that the person that you're with was cheating under. Absolutely. Okay. So hopefully. He let her know before it was imminent. And by that, from what I understand, um, the woman was trying to extort him we don't for know quite it, some time. We don't know if it was a woman or a man. We don't know who was trying to extort. Because now they're saying that the tape was stolen off the girl's phone. We don't know who was trying to extort, but somebody was trying to extort Kevin. Okay. Um, but whomever it was. Correct. They were trying to extort him from for quite some time. So first... They tried to get money from him directly, mm-hmm. millions of dollars. Right. He said no. Mm-hmm. 
Then, allegedly, they went to different blogs to try to sell the video. Correct. And from what I understand, allegedly, uh, Kevin had already gotten ahead of them when it came to the blogs. I'm assuming that he has good relationships with the blogs you know, as a result of dealing with them for years. So the blogs didn't buy the tape. Well, not only that, it's against the law to post footage of video of me when I'm not I'm aware. not aware that you're taping it. So most of the blogs that posted it, mm-hmm. Kevin Hart's lawyers shut the blog sites down. Okay, mm-hmm. so she wasn't able to profit off of it in that way. Correct. So... Excuse me, I don't know if it's a he or a she, whomever it was. Right. Um, and then at that point, the extortionist just said, hey, listen, I'm going to put it out regardless, just as a form of spite, because I wasn't able to make anything monetarily right. off of this situation, which is utterly disgusting. But, I, you know, to me, I, I feel bad for two people in this situation. Of course, I do feel bad. For, I hope it's Nico and the baby. Absolutely. I feel bad for Kevin okay. Hart, Kevin Hart's uh, wife's. I mean, Kevin Hart's wife, Kevin Hart's wife's family, Kevin Hart's family. Mm-hmm. And then I also feel bad for Kevin Hart. Mm-hmm. Um, even though what he did was absolutely positively utterly wrong there's no excuse mm-hmm. that was a setup absolutely that was a setup and but hold on can I just ask you sure um, so we saw the video correct okay and on the video um, is the video released is are, have people seen it is I'm it, not sure is I, it I don't know I don't know if it's released on a public pl- platform yet I'm not sure okay so the way that it begins is um, she's, she propped the phone or yeah, she, well, somebody, I'm assuming it's her, right. propped the phone in a way where there's a view of a mirror that's adjacent to the bed. Correct. So you get a view of their feet or his feet, a set of feet <laughs> at the end of the bed. Uh-huh. And clearly they're moving in a way that suggests intercourse correct and the view of the phone or the camera is of a mirror across the room adjacent uh-huh. to the bed and there's a reflection of them on the bed correct. so it's clear that sex is being had and at the end he gets up and he walks around the bed you see his naked body his private parts are blurred out he walks back you see him blurred out again and then you see her get out of the bed and she's wearing a top that I don't know if it's a top or the top of a dress that she was wearing in pictures that was posted in the beginning of the video clearly to let you know that it's the same person Uh she specifically did not take that top off so that you would know because it's just you know it's not the clearest in the world so you know it's the same girl that was pictured alongside him in Uh the club that he was partying with so while the sex is being had they play a snippet of a breakfast club interview where he's talking about, I think the fact that he loves his wife and he would never cheat on his wife, et cetera. Then towards the end of the video, she types now, excuse me, whomever it was that put the video out. um, They edited this video. Like this video was produced. Correct. The audio over the video. And then afterwards it's typed out a commentary where it seems as though it suggested that it's her that she's explaining herself. And basically, she says that she knows who and what she is. Mm-hmm. And she tried to make money of the, off of the video. And 
she wasn't able to, so she's putting it out anyway, suggested as a means of spite. But she goes on to say how disgusting and whatnot that he is, that he's cheating on his pregnant wife, whatever. And she acknowledges her part in it. Like, basically, I took it as, yeah, I know I'm a slut and a whore and an extortionist, but at least I admit it. At least I'm not trying to put on a face of a great human being that loves his wife to the public. Right. And for that, he's disgusting. That really took me aback mm-hmm. because she's positioning herself as the moral police. Correct. When she's nothing but a dirtbag. Absolutely. Nothing but a bottom feeder. Right. She set out to destroy him. She set out to gain monetarily right. off of having sex with him. Correct. So clearly, you know, she put herself in a position to be next to him, to probably be alluring. I'm assuming that he was drunk and high. I think that she said that. She said that, but we she don't know. She said that, right? No, I, I'm just saying what she said. Correct. Um, he seemed as though he may have been. You know what I mean? We don't know. But whichever way, she orchestrated it Mm -hmm. it was a complete plan then there was material that she could use to prove it and then she tried to gain financially um there's nothing sadder there's nothing sadder she targeted him and for that reason i feel sorry for him but as his apology implies there's no excuse for what he did no no excuse at all bad judgment bad decision I do feel badly that he was targeted right but that doesn't let him off of the hook no not at, at all. all not at all and and side note I think whoever tried to extort him should go to jail and I think if she secretly taped him and set that camera up she should go to jail too I, I just feel that way you just can't, absolutely can't secretly tape somebody and think it's cool and, and, and it's absolutely planned. put your ass in jail for a couple of years and, and I think when people start getting locked up, they'll start thinking twice about doing things like that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the, the question I, I was saying is people ask, you know, well, if you were Kevin Hart, what would you do? And and, and this is this was my explanation. I'm sorry, but, you, you, you know, you asked, I mean, what else could he do? He apologized. Right. Hopefully he apologized in his home Correct. before a public apology. Um, I think a public apology or a public announcement to address it was going to be necessary because if the video was going to be put out, people would be looking to him as um, some with, someone with such a social media following and such right. presence in our culture to make some kind of statement to acknowledge it. So I think that that was necessary. Right. And and I would say the first thing he has to do is take care of home. I mean, that's the first and foremost. It, it has nothing about it has nothing to do with his reputation, has nothing to do with money. Has nothing to do with his career. Has nothing to do with his new movie, his new his new uh, comedy show. Nothing. The first thing is take care of home. Make sure that his 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 wife is good and that she is 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 okay because right now she's in a place where she's pregnant and I think the baby's about to drop anytime soon. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the most important thing to make sure his family's good. Fuck everything else. Fuck social media. Fuck his fans. He has to make sure his home is good. Clearly. Then once he makes sure his home is good, then he could focus on his reputation and everything else. But he has to make sure that he has a home. Right. You know, and, and that's what people, I don't think anything else matters. Right. Nothing, nothing else matters. matters. Nothing like else these matters. are real people going through real problems. Absolutely. Obviously. And they just have to do what's right for them. And whatever that is, is up to them. Okay. 
So I don't think that there is a game plan or a format or anything. You know, we don't know if she knew it earlier on before the tape was dropped or if it was, you know, a last minute save for his relationship to tell her and to make this public announcement, and this public apology. But it just seems as though after that, they've been low and quiet. And I think that's the way that they should be. They just need to take care of their home and do what's right for them. There Absolutely. is no I, I have no no opinion or no comment on okay. that whatsoever. I just, wanted I just to, wish them the best. It was such a, a big thing and people were hitting me up and was like, hey, you should yeah, call Kev. Yeah, like, there was, I, I got a lot of um, DMs asking us to talk about it. I didn't think that we were going to. I just thought about it. I don't, I don't like to Because I was going through on, on the emails and I seen a lot of emails people asking about it. So I just wanted to throw that out there. That was it. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, again, uh, we appreciate you guys for riding with us and, and staying with us. And uh, shout to everybody that purchased and streamed and downloaded and watched my video for Text Your Number. It is doing amazing <laughs> on the charts. And I just want to say thank you. I appreciate all the support. And, and it's time for me to get to work. Oh, is he an alarm? That's that's yeah. the that's his wake up alarm. It's two, it's two different 430. phones. Four thirty. Four thirty. Two different phones. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, it's time to get up out of here. All right. Get them away from the the mic. It's right. creating static. All right. It's away from the mic. All right. Okay. Well, we appreciate you guys, and we'll see you guys next week. I'm DJ Envy, and I am Gia Casey, and that was another edition of the Casey Crew. Toodles.